0: Chapter 5 of Rufus and Rose, or The Fortunes of Rough and Ready. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mary Maxwell. Rufus and Rose, or The Fortunes of Rough and Ready, by Horatio Alger, Jr. Chapter 5 The Last Evening in Franklin Street. Though Rufus felt sorry for Mr. Martin's misfortune, there was at least one satisfaction connected with it. He would doubtless be sent to Blackwell's Island for three months, and of course, when there, he would be unable to annoy Rose or contrive any plots for carrying her off. This would be a great relief to Rufus, who felt more than ever how much the presence of his little sister contributed to his happiness. If he was better than the average of the boys employed like himself— It was in a considerable measure due to the fact that he had never been adrift in the streets, but even in the miserable home afforded by his stepfather had been unconsciously influenced towards good by the presence of his mother, and latterly by his little sister Rose. He, in his turn, had gained a salutary influence among the street boys, who looked up to him as a leader, though that leadership was gained in the first place by his physical superiority and manly bearing." It occurred to him that perhaps, after all, it might not be necessary for Rose and Miss Manning to move from Franklin Street at present, on account of Mr. Martin's arrest. He was rather surprised when, on entering the little room, after hurrying upstairs two or three steps at a time, he saw Miss Manning's trunk open and half-packed, with various articles belonging to herself and Rose spread out beside it. "'Hello!' he exclaimed, stopping short on the threshold. "'What are you doing?' Getting ready to move, Rufus, answered the seamstress. So you found a place? Oh, such a nice place, Rufy, chimed in Little Rose. There's a nice carpet, and there's going to be a sofa, and oh, it's beautiful. So you're going to live in style, are you, said Rufus. But how about the cost, Miss Manning? That's the pleasantest part of it, was the reply. It isn't going to cost me anything, and I am to be paid $2 a week besides. Rufus looked bewildered can't i get a chance there too he asked i'd be willing to give him the pleasure of my society for half a price say a dollar a week besides a room we are to be boarded also said miss manning in a tone of satisfaction if it's a conundrum i'll give it up said rufus just tell a feller all about it for i begin to think you're crazy or else have come across some benevolent chap that's rather loose in the upper story hereupon miss manning unwilling to keep rufus longer in suspense "'gave him a full account of her morning's adventures, "'including her engagement with Mrs. Coleman. "'You're in luck,' said Rufus, "'and I'm glad of it. "'But there's one thing we'll have to settle about. "'What's that?' "'About Rose's board.' "'Oh, that is all settled already. "'Mrs. Coleman is to pay for her board as well as mine.' "'Yes, I know that, "'but it is your teaching that is to pay for it.' "'Yes, I suppose so. "'Then I must pay you for her board. "'That will make it all right.' "'Oh, no, Rufus, I couldn't accept anything. "'You see, it doesn't cost me anything.' "'Yes, it does,' persisted the newsboy. "'If it wasn't for that, you would be paid more money. "'If it wasn't for her, "'I should not have applied for board in that place. "'So you see that it is to Rose, after all, "'that I am indebted for the situation. "'I see that you are very kind to Rose, Miss Manning, "'but I can't have you pay for her board. "'I'm her brother, and am well and strong. "'I can afford to pay for Rose, and I will. "'Now how much will it be?' Miss Manning persisted that she was not willing to receive anything, but upon this point, the newsboy's pride was aroused, and finally this arrangement was made. Miss Manning was to receive $3 a week, and for this sum, she also agreed to provide Rose with proper clothing so that Rufus would have no responsibility or care about her. He wanted the seamstress to accept $4, but upon this point, she was quite determined. She declared that $3 was too high, but finally agreed to accept it. "'I don't want to make money out of Rose,' she said. "'It'll take some time to get ahead of A.T. Stewart on $3 a week. "'I shall have $5 a week. "'But you will have to buy clothes for Rose and yourself. "'I shall make them myself so that they won't cost me more than half of the money. "'Then you can save up the rest. "'But you will only have $5 left to pay your expenses, Rufus. "'Oh, I can get along. Don't mind me. "'But I wanted you to come and board with us.' "'Mrs. Clayton has a hall bedroom "'which she would let to you with board for $5 a week, "'but that would leave you nothing for clothes.' "'I could earn enough some other way to pay for my clothes,' said Rufus, "'but I don't know about going to board with you. "'I expect it's a fashionable place, and I shouldn't know how to behave.' "'You will know how to behave as well as I do. "'I didn't think you were bashful, Rufus.' "'No more I am in the street," said the newsboy. "'But you know how I've lived, Miss Manning.' Mr. Martin didn't live in fashionable style, and his friends were not very select. When I took breakfast at Mr. Turner's, I felt like a cat in a strange garret. Then it's time you got used to better society, said Miss Manning. You want to rise in the world, don't you? Of course I do. Then take my advice and come with us. You'll soon get used to it. Maybe I will. I'll come round tomorrow and see how I like it. Remember, you are in business in Wall Street and ought to live accordingly don't you think mr turner would prefer to have you board in a good place rather than sleep at the lodging-house without any home of your own yes i suppose he would said rufus the idea was a new one to him but it was by no means disagreeable he had always been ambitious to rise but thus far circumstances had prevented his gratifying this ambition his stepfather's drunken habits and the consequent necessity he was under of contributing to his support as well as that of rose and his mother, when living, had discouraged him in all his efforts, and led him to feel that all his efforts were unavailing. But now his fortunes had materially changed. Now, for the first time, there seemed to be a chance for him. He felt that it was best to break off, as far as possible, his old life, and turn over a new leaf. So the advice of his friend, Miss Manning, commended itself to his judgment, and he about made up his mind to become a boarder at Mrs. Clayton's he would have the satisfaction of being in the same house with his little sister Rose, and thus of seeing much more of her than if he boarded downtown at the lodging house. It would cost him more to be sure, leaving him, as Miss Manning suggested, nothing for his clothes, but as his duties in Wall Street did not commence until nine o'clock and terminated at five, he felt sure that in his leisure time he would be able to earn enough to meet this expense. Besides, There would be the interest on his $500, which would amount to not less than $30, and probably more, for with the advice of Mr. Turner, he was about to purchase with it some bank shares. Then, if it should be absolutely necessary, he could break in upon his principal, although he would be sorry to do this, for though he did not expect to add to it for a year to come, he hoped to keep it at its present amount these thoughts passed rapidly through his mind and when little rose taking his hand said pleadingly do come and live with us roofie he answered yes rosie i will if mrs clayton will make room for me oh that will be so nice won't it miss manning said rose clapping her hands perhaps mr martin will come and board with us said rufus jestingly wouldn't you like that rose no said rose looking frightened do you think he will find out where we are Not for some time at least, said her brother. By the way, I saw him today, Miss Manning. Did you speak with him, Rufus? Did he try to carry you off, Rufy? Asked Rose anxiously. You forget, Rose, that I am rather too big to carry off, said Rufus. No, he did not say anything to me. The fact is, he has got into a scrape and has enough to do to think of himself. Tell us about it, Rufus. I saw him just as I was coming home in the hands of the police. I heard that he tried to rob a gentleman of his pocketbook. "'What will they do to him? "'I suppose he will be sent to the island. "'I am sorry for him, though he has not treated you and Rose right. "'Yes, I am sorry, too, but at any rate, "'we need not feel anxious about his getting hold of Rose.' "'They had a very pleasant supper together. "'It was the last supper in the old room, "'and they determined that it should be a good one. "'Rufus went out and got some sirloin steak "'and brought in a pie from the baker's. "'This, with what they already had, made a very nice supper.' "'You won't have any more cooking to do for some time, Miss Manning,' said Rufus. "'You'll be a lady with servants to wait on you. "'I hope the two little girls won't give you much trouble. "'If they do, that might be harder work than sewing. "'They seem to be quite pleasant little girls, "'and they will be a good deal of company for Rose.' "'How do you like them, Rosie?' asked her brother. "'Ever so much. "'Jenny, that's the oldest, you know. "'She's almost as big as me. "'Said she would give me one of her dolls. "'She's got four. That's quite a large family for a young lady to have. Don't you think she would give me one of them? Boys don't have dolls, said Rose decidedly. It ain't proper. Rufus laughed. Then I suppose I must do without one, but it will be a great deal of company for me when I go downtown to business. I could put it in my pocket, you know. You're only making fun, Rufy. I suppose you think of going up to Mrs. Clayton's the first thing in the morning, said Rufus, turning to Miss Manning. Yes, she answered, I can send up my trunk by a city express, and Rose and I can go up by the horse cars, or, if it is pleasant, we will walk. I'll go up with you and look at the room you spoke of, if you will go early enough for me to be downtown at the office at nine o'clock. Miss Manning assented to this arrangement, and Rufus left Franklin Street at nine, and repaired to the newsboy's lodging house, to sleep there for the last time. End of chapter five.